This is episode nine with transdimensional artist Max Osiris. A lot of things happened that were sort of difficult to deal with in a lot of ways, and that kind of like crashed a lot of things for me. Hello, crypto art world, and welcome to the Outer Realm, the Second Realm Studio podcast. I'm your host, Eric Paul Rhodes, a former experienced designer turned crypto artist. And each week, we'll talk to artists and professionals in the crypto art space. Thank you for spending time with me today, and I'll let the show begin. My guest today is Max Osiris, and we talk about everything from growing up in Lithuania to the pitfalls of success and pushing the boundaries of crypto art. Who who was Max growing up as a little boy at eight years old? You know, what, what would Max at eight think about who he is today? That's an interesting question, man. I'm... Wow, I have to like time travel back to my eight-year-old self. That's like a, that's a, it takes a lot of fuel to do that, man. Um, you know, for one, I spoke a completely different language. So that's, you know, everything I'd have to translate it back to my eight-year-old self in a way. Um, I mean, wow, this, this is like some Citizen Kane stuff here, huh? Uh, I mean, I grew up in Lithuania, so... You know, there was an actual uh, sled, I think, at that point. I think we used to take sleds around. Um, Rosebud, you know, we wouldn't call it that. But, um, like, yeah, I mean, that's so, that's so, that's such a fascinating question. Looking at myself now, I, I mean, I'd probably just be like, okay, here's like an adult human, you know. And uh, I don't know. Like, I guess I kind of like, I didn't have a really good father figure. So it's like, I mean, there was one day which was cool, but like, um, that's got me stumped, man. You know, I'm like, I, I, I find it so difficult to, or kind of tricky to like try to look through the eyes of children because um, everything is sort of adulterated, I guess, for, you know, lack of a better word. Like I remember I was on a, uh, I was on a acid trip in Berkeley one time. And I saw stuff that was targeted at children, like ads. And I just like, I don't know, some part of me was just like, these are grotesque. Cause like a child's world is so different than like ours, you know, which I feel is like so conditioned to this other stuff. And I guess that, that sort of, that's sort of uh, one of the cool things that I really like about crypto art is in it, and in a way it like re, connects you to and you know that's sort of in my process just like discovery or, or sort of experimentation you know so and that's what's so different about like crypto art to me than you know sort of any other career path or choice or whatever the hell is is like there's a lot of like experimentation and play and um you know it's sort of it's deconditioning all of this stuff about produce knickknacks for whatever at a profit so we can keep you know extracting resources from the earth which we can't afford to do kind of thing that apparently is like cool in the adult world these days so that's my answer that's really cool when did you uh first of all i appreciate you time traveling uh back. thanks yeah. um i don't know what that's like to speak another language uh, i don't remember what that's like to speak another language i did when i was very young spoke italian but i don't i don't remember that uh but it's, did you, I'm curious, when you look back at yourself at eight, do you find yourself trying to think in Lithuanian again? Um, just curious. No, because my, my brain's been like, yeah, I mean, my brain has been rewired, I feel like, completely. I think in English. I mean, there's a, there a period of time where I actually dream. There's like this, like, where I would like dream mostly in Lithuanian, which is where I'm from. And then at some point, I guess I don't really, I don't dream in language anymore. I just dream and I don't think anyone says anything to me in my dreams anymore now that I think about it. It's just like things happen and they're so bizarre and they're so, so you know, deep psyche sort of intermeshed things, which I informs my art. I believe in Terrence McKenna where he says, you know, the dreams are like downloaded from the sort of, collective consciousness or, or whatever and then we you know that's where we sort of like it informs our art i think and so when did you 
I guess, when did you uh, emigrate from Lithuania to here? When I was 10. When you were 10. Okay. Wow. So you've been here pre -con then, then you're, you're growing up um, and sort of like in America, you come here, you don't speak the language. What's, you know, what was your experience sort of learning English? Uh, I mean, it was pretty easy for me. I picked it up pretty quick. Um, uh, you know, I don't even have an accent really. Um, which you're, you're actually supposed to have an accent since like since eight or something, but I don't know. Like I, I assimilated pretty quick. Um, I mean, it was just, you know, it was like an explosion of, it was explosion of cool sensory things, you know, out of here. I remember going to like Toys R Us and it's kind of like wearable, you know, I was just like, what the heck? Whoa. Like, look at all these things, you know. Like, <laughs> but that's a big moment for me. I'm like, wow, look at all these things. That's, that's cool. Um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of amazing. Kids today, uh, they don't, they don't have a Toys R Us, right? Like, it was just, yeah. a, it was a fun factory of things that you could have or couldn't have, but some of it you could play <laughs> with. Right. And it was like that, yeah. that experience doesn't exist anymore. You have to go to fucking Disneyland to feel that again. Right. I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess so. Yeah. What a, what a cool, like little thing to experience. Right. It's just like a warehouse, but you know, it's like, it's like an Amazon warehouse of fun things rather than an Amazon warehouse of people really just being robot, ton of time machine, you know, trying to companies stock up but it's i guess cool you know your plastic crap delivery were you were you always into art growing up or were there other academic interests that sort of like um you 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 sort of lean towards yeah i mean i was i mean i was pretty damn good at art class i remember that like you know like my teachers were like oh yeah this is cool because i think it was just about creativity and stuff and and like I enjoyed it. Uh, this is it's funny because it's like this whole interview is kind of reminds me. Like, have you ever seen the Andy Warhol BBC documentary that's like three hours long? I love it. It's my favorite things. And it's kind of like they try to sort of figure out why he was creating like what he created, which then the storyline kind of comes through and it makes me wonder whether it's like it was true or somebody, you know, sort of like in the editing process could like piece these things together and that make that true which is which is fascinating to me um but yeah i mean i don't know i'm trying to like what for my art career I, I used to experiment a lot like i did tons of like electronics and different things and like you know put motors and cars and make them run and all of that kind of thing so you know i think i feel like um it's just mostly like and, and it's still like my favorite art especially like, like the super rare stuff like that entire collection is just like me experimenting a lot with anything I know and you know so there's there's not even like a specific style or like an aesthetic it's just more of like well and then by accident something you know like I moved the thing wrong or something like that and I was like oh that's well that's interesting I kind of like that better and and you know so I don't know from like a, I guess from like and I haven't really connected to my spiritual perspective for a while but it's like the energy of of the creation of the process to me like i feel it fuses the art and it's sort of like a way to paint with emotion and not just the sort of elements that you see and i guess i still kind of believe in that it almost requires like a theologian view to to really believe that but why not <laughs> now i remember reading because you were talking about how you you were into tech a little bit uh just before i remember reading that you went to was it space camp or some ibm camp where you tell me a little bit about that uh, yeah i mean i went to like uh Can cape canaveral space camp when i was like uh 11 i think and uh yeah just you know played with things learned about things then i got to like design you know sort of there was like uh physical limitations to these toys and they're like well design the tallest thing with the least amount of whatever you know and it's like okay cool so we we did that you know and i don't know like i might be tripping but i was like could have been behind you know uh, could have been forming sort of informing informing the next uh i don't know i don't know how they do it like 
too much sort of um, conspiracy theory stuff, so I won't. It was just a good, it was just a good space camp that I went to and did fun things in. Uh, <laughs> okay, we won't get into the conspiracy theory, uh, conspiracy theory stuff. Um, but it seems like at some point you began to sort of explore your own spirituality and your own sort of uh, existence on this earth, right? Um, when was that? Was that like a slow transition? Or did you, um, did you, you know, what was the impetus for that? Um, I mean, so I, like I had a, you know, I did the, I did the things, I did the sort of like four hour work week, I found a company, enabled me to like fly around the planet and kind of do whatever I want, you know, like in a sense, I just, like I had it all like in the, in the, in the normal thing, but the, you know, did the digital nomad thing. Um, and then, you know, it was probably about mid, you know, probably about five years ago where I started to like really kind of delve into like, is this it? Because I feel like I won the games, you know, that they're, that like even, it wasn't even just the like, well, I want to, you know, play the game well, get accolades and retire and whatever. The, I don't know what the standard, you know, American fair life is. Um, I kind of, the other, you know, the like the digital nomad, the blah, 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 all that. And I was still kind of like, all right, well, this is, this is okay. Like, this is cool. Did it, you know? And, uh, and then I guess maybe I got more into, like, it was actually a float tank experience. And then I like spent five months in Thailand and started to get into sort of like more spiritual esoteric stuff. Um, it's interesting now looking back at it, it was like, you know, five years later after the other throw, I'm kind of like, uh, I guess I've sort of receded from that. Like I watched, um, there's a, there's a show, uh, all gas, no breaks, where he goes to like, a uh, I don't know, like a spirituality, like a gem and jam or, or something like that. Or, um, no, it was another one. And I'm just kind of like, that's kind of how I feel. It. I was just kind of like, okay, well, monkeys prancing around doing the spiritual dance, you know? And I did that too for a while. But I'm like, I kind of find it absurd in a sense. And I've had like my moments and different things, but I, I would say, now, I would say probably weirdly enough, doing like ayahuasca in San Pedro did something. I, I don't quite recall, like especially the ayahuasca journeys. I just, I'm mostly it's like a blank. I'm like, I don't, did I, did I dream something? Did I go somewhere? I don't quite remember it. But it did start to like inform my art quite a bit. Um, like my, my light paintings, like the, my black and white stuff is pretty much from that you know i'm like where does that come from and like you know I, I really like it i actually really like the aesthetic and stuff and i'm like that's not me talking that's me just sort of being a tool i guess in some sort of a cosmic web of thing and that's pretty much about as spiritual as i get i guess <laughs> are you still doing the light paintings or have you moved on past those um they so i did like a series of 11 over a fairly short period of time especially like the first ones were, were really interesting um to me to look at because I was like wow what is this um I still like I did three last summer um I don't know like this the things sort of have to align for me to like get into that mode because I feel and you know like I'd love to do like, like another ayahuasca journey like really go deeper because I feel like there's something there like I'm, I'm bringing something from that from you know sort of ex extraordinary realms and um I guess I've been trying to be a lot more materialistic recently in the, in the sort of philosophical sense of like uh you know a lot of like especially like my crypto art was kind of like this is, um, I'm trying to convey like extra dimensionality, you know, and um, still like the one that I, uh, I just retokenized, I think yesterday or the day before is, I think it's called like refragmenting the past, present, and future. Um, and it's like, a, it's a refragmentation of a refragmented piece that is sort of, I'm actually going to do a, a blog post about it pretty soon, where I'm going to try to like explain what the heck is it's about, which is kind of like hard to do, but it's, but it's also... Um, yeah, like the whole time traveler thing, right? Like when I was doing a ton of St. Pedro, I was basically like walking around LA for a long time and just eating St. Pedro cactus. And, and that was, that was, that was super trippy. Um, you know, cause there was like no shaman or anything. And I, and I sort of like lived in, a, in this 
a strange half here, half not world. Um, and you know, one night when I met these sort of like more, more connected to the indigenous peoples, like guys, they were they were kind of like, oh yeah, we call you time traveler in our culture, like sort of in our older culture. And I was like, okay, cool. So I sort of assumed that moniker for a little while. <laughs> You know what is time travel, uh, but it's 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 kind of, it's kind of like what what are aliens, right? Like we we look to, we look to um, hey look we started talking about aliens about that. Um, you know we look to like sci-fi movies and stuff, but it's like well it exists as like a plant, you know, smokes and DNA apparently. I haven't done that quite yet. I haven't gone straight to that dimension. Uh, I've done it in other forms, but it's like well it's not what you think, you know, and that's kind of. You know, that's what it is. It's like it's, I don't think it's what you think, because our thinking processes are probably only evolved up to like a certain point. You know, like we don't know what the heck this is. We don't know what all this is. So uh, these indigenous um, people that you ran into, they called you a time traveler. What, in your understanding of that word, from their perspective, is a time traveler? Um, I mean, I feel like, I don't know, maybe somebody who doesn't take time or this dimension that seriously, the understanding of a specific thing that seriously, um, you know, somebody like, I guess, you know, Helen's things like that, um, I mean, mostly hallucinogens or, you know, different compounds and molecules that wobble the current understanding of reality, sort of the matrix reality. Um, so I think anyone who, you know, dares to go to those places or um, is even interested in that sort of perennial question of, you know, what more is there and those different things. Like, I mean, you can do it with like different breathing techniques or whatever, um, I suppose, to sort of like wobble out of, of, of current, uh, you know, consciousness that was so the reason i ask i don't you know i don't ask to troll you uh i ask to um, (laughs) because i actually believe in parallel universe and i um i believe in magics i believe in sort of like this the connection with the universe Uh, i've had my own sort of journey that's actually one of the things i really find fascinating about like robinson's art too it's like he did that whole sort of retro future stuff where it's like somebody from the future trying to make sense of the past through these like relics which i, I totally got a kick out. i was like oh yeah that's both serious i love i love robinson's uh work he saw you and him are very prolific you you pump out a lot of work when you're you took a little bit of a break uh but you know when you're in it you're like pumping work out and it's sort of like at an amazing pace and I really uh, admire that ability. Um, I want to ask you a little bit about why you took a break, um, you know, from, from crypto art. And then I see that you're fine. I find that you're making your path back now, sort of doing more art. And I'm curious about sort of what led to the break and then, you know, your path back. Um. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, like you said, like you create sort of these arts, and I feel like I don't think it's, that's, uh, you can't find that a lot in the world. Like a lot of art that they kind of go on these like manic spurts or something like that, or like creative sort of, you know, periods of time. And then maybe that's just the natural of like how it operates that you kind of like retires, or, or I, if, like if I don't find it interesting anymore. You know, I'm like, I just, there's like, I can't force myself to do it because, you know, I'm like, this isn't, this isn't like, you know, a stamp factory, you know, it's, it's like, if it's not coming, it's not coming. And, and I know there's like different books and shit. It's like the artist's way, blah, 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 you know, and it's like, you just got to do it. And I'm just like, I don't want to fucking force myself to make art, man. That sucks. Like, there's got to be something that like, I want to explore something that I find interesting or, you know, something like that. Um, and, you know, I think sort of was a crypto artist last year, you know, I was a crypto artist, crypto artist, boom, 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 you know, Rarible blew up, you know, so I had access to all this, wow, like all this, you know, currency and, and like went to Vegas, did the sauce, you know, it was just, just kind of like, 
a lot of things happened that were sort of difficult to deal with in a lot of ways and that kind of like crashed a lot of things for me and um and then i you know i sort of just like i went through some like pretty pretty low places about it and um you know like i'm still i still consider myself there in, in sort of like a, a second degree of it uh, maybe i'm like i don't know it's it's um yeah i mean I feel like deep depression, especially like with this COVID stuff, is just something that we all are probably going through, but it's, you know, mine like really hurts. And then I feel a lot of times like alone in it and that, um, you know, it's even like more isolating, but then there's like signs of hope where it's like, oh yeah, no, other people are like feeling this thing too. And it's, um, you know, but it also makes it difficult because for me, I've been like fairly antisocial. I'm like terrible at answering anything or like following through with anything. Like, I, like I, I'm just sort of like lost out at sea, you know, trying to scramble and grab at things. And, you know, and it's, it's just like, and that kind of, you know, even like talking about it, it's like, oh man, I wish, I wish I could just sort of like be the avatar that I was, which I like enjoyed and, and, and did a lot with. Um, you know, but then that's that's part of it too. It's just like I feel like, well, the fuck is mental status, right? Like, what do I have to like play this role? But I feel differently, you know. And it's um, so that's that's a whole thing too, you know. I'm just like, all right, well, I can be an asshole, I can be a sweetheart, I can be all these different things, um, you know. And then if I get stuck in like a creative lull, then I'm just like, okay, well, that's the you know that's the roughest. And I feel like that's part of the game. So you're just sort of like, okay, well, waiting it out, or I don't know, maybe I need to have some sort of like ritual or something to like get me back in that zone. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, like I haven't created much stuff recently, and I do when I like feel it, but it's like, you know, it's like a water, water spigot has been like sort of tightened up a little bit. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't quite know why that is or where that comes from or whatever. You know, I try to control the things that I can you know, as much as I can, but it's like, I don't know, there may be deeper shit at play here. So I could totally, um, I totally feel the anxiety or even depression aspect of it. I go through my own bouts, uh, daily, uh, if not, uh, you know, hourly sometimes and, uh, yeah, totally aligned yeah. with that. Um, so you have, so here you are, you're back in, you're sort of finding your way back. And I'm curious about Max Osiris, the avatar versus um, the person, right? Uh, I, I've always assumed Max Osiris was a pseudonym. Uh, and, you know, you're not that you're playing to a, a role, but it became sort of a role or an experience. And did you find a disconnection? from Max Osiris at some point uh, and with with who you are as a as a person that we don't see? Um, yeah, kind of. I mean, I don't know. Like, I've, I've, you know, when I say I'm Max Osiris, I am that, right? So I just like, I, I, be, I, I am that. So it's not not me. It's just sort of like, uh, you know, I guess like, and it's, it's strange to even think about like how people perceive the entity that that is, you know? Cause I'm like, I have no idea. I have no idea because people have like such different lives and come, you know, most of it is like on the screen. So it's like, who the heck is this thing? And that's kind of part of the process of it too. I feel like for me, it's just sort of being like, okay, well, who am I? What is this? What is that? You know, cause it kind of, it, it started to, I started to do more sort of like performancey stuff in the sense of like, playing with the, the idea, you know, like just the potato, the whole pock thing, you know, just kind of like wiggling around and you know, trying to do stuff that was a little like unexpected or maybe a little like risky or whatever. And, um, you know, a lot of people didn't like the certain type of things because I didn't really like vibe with their worldview. Um, you know, and then I was just kind of like, okay, well, am I like, am I a villain? Am I, you know, am I a hero? It's, yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, uh, the, the whole aspect, and I feel like this is kind of interesting. It's like the whole 
you know, personality aspect of being an artist as included in, but also separate from in a large way from the like actual as being created and like how it's being created. Um, you know, I guess I'm just finding this stuff out as I go along. A lot of it was trial and error, a lot of it was like error, but at the same time, there's kind of like this like, well, you know, fuck it, this is, you know, this is crypto art. So it's like, there's there's room to try a lot of different things and, and, and play with it and push the, push the boundaries of things and, um, you know, assert my ego, I guess, as that's what it does, you know, against others, and that's what theirs does. It's like we all try to like make make the world in our image, and you know, um, and this is what it is, I guess. And like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know where the question started, but this is where it ends, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all good. <laughs> it was you answered it perfectly. Uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about the buttons that you've pushed in in crypto art um, and the performances that you took on. My favorite sort of performance art piece was the uh, was the public wash trade. People were so up in arms about it. And here there are anonymous folk on Rarible wash trading who knows how many millions and you just do, you do this performance piece where you tell people it's a performance piece and we're going to wash trade and it's me and Robness. Like the reaction from that seemed a lot more harsh than say those anonymous people uh, that were being, that were doing wash trading. Right. You know, and that's, and that's, I was thinking about actually that piece today earlier when I was like walking to, to back to do this interview is like, there was, there was an element of it that was so out in the open that was undeniable that, kind of shone light onto the the other aspects of it that like I feel like we all knew were happening and we people weren't really like talking about it and we were just in this unique position where in a way like we couldn't get away with doing it and then we did it so blatantly you know what I mean and it's like obviously there's going to be repercussions however and that's kind of like that's how we went into it is just we, we were kind of like should we do this and we're just like well and i think we both felt like there was something to it that was important to do it and we did it because we didn't know how like we we couldn't control what that causes in a sense you know so there's like a so there's a, a risk to and there was you know like they <laughs> got us off the leaderboard immediately you know there's like there's definitely like some some um you know and they changed that whole thing and how it operates there's no like all time or anything like that it's you know it's like uh, so yeah, it was like pushing a button that we didn't know what it would cause, um, but in the spirit of sort of artistic integrity, I think it was, we both felt like it was definitely worth doing just as a thing that, you know, from, a, it's like from a lot of different perspectives to sort of expose the thing, to sort of like have the audacity to do the thing, you know, and then to just kind of like watch it all unfold from that, from that point forward. Do you find, um, do you, uh, let me, let me, let me make an observation and then a question. Uh, my first, my observation is I feel like you took the brunt of that in terms of people's animosity towards that action more than Robness. I feel like the reaction was geared more towards you. And I, you know, I didn't think that that was fair. That's just an observation. The question I have is, um, do you, did you feel like, going into it did you know that there was a potential for a reaction and did you prepare yourself for it or do you think that that facilitate in like um sort of your your uh decision to leave the space for a little bit and sort of you know take care of your own mental health journey um I mean, I definitely knew that there would be some sort of a backlash, but I thought the backlash would be good because it would expose a lot of other things that people were like sort of like pretending that weren't happening or, you know, like the whole like washer and all that. And it's kind of like just brought it more out into the open. So I think it needed to be done, um, you know, and I, I don't know, I, like in a sense, I feel like 
my like I trust I trust that the people who like get it will get it and then the people who don't or sort of have like an attack reaction to it or whatever I'm just kind of like all right well that's that's your experience of the thing right and like I guess I don't really like worry too much about it but I'm also just like incredibly impulsive right so it's like if I think something is like worth doing I'll just do it you know like I was just looking through like like when on the big come up you know I, um i i basically just bought a ton of people's art you know uh, and then some of it for a lot and then i just gave it away you know it's kind of like i look at it back now I'm like, that's, that's kind of stupid you know like in a sense it's just like i had it gave, you know bought everything and gave it all away like what the hell like that's you know from a fiscally financial responsibility stuff you know standpoint that's completely and utterly dumb but it's just what i felt in the moment like doing you know and i was just like boom and it's this is the impulsive move to do and i was like just what it is you know and then yeah and that's been you know has been rough to sort of mentally recover from because i'm kind of like i haven't you know i haven't made that much art like thankfully i have some like collectors who believe in me so they they come through and like you know like still buy some things up and that's cool you know um but yeah i mean uh, I, I just do things you know i just i just push buttons you know and that's kind of the, like and that's that's really like ultimate it is and just like whether it's even like making my arm like here i'm like you know, with my mouse and i just like click things and i'm like okay that was kind of cool whatever right and and then i just push it out there so yeah, I push buttons, that's it, you know, it's on Twitter. Uh, and I'm not trying to be an asshole, I just, you know, I think sometimes I do like sort of stirring the pot a little bit. Is there a particular piece or a, a moment in uh, crypto art that um, you look back on and are really proud of? Um, I, for some reason, the Rampage series on No One Origin comes back to me because it was kind of, it was kind of like this, like me and Rodness, like, you know, did a bunch on Square and they both got banned. And then it was just like my Rampage series is sort of about that. It was just like, you know, the two little like Nintendo Rampage characters. And then it's kind of like, oh, personally, like, I like that one. Um, you know, I think the, and it's cool because like collectors could kind of like come through and, you know, especially like Token Angels and are like they come and sort of like snag up the pieces that sort of did shake up the establishment a little bit or things like that um i mean i still really like hot potato just because it's like it's it, like the piece itself is done it's you know it's like there's it actually uses uh i think he uses your potato as a matter of fact as the background and i just like moshed it so you know it's it's actually like a tr trash it's a trash piece really you know and then it's got the like burning trash thing that you can like find in the like stickers on the, the like whatever app so i whipped it up quick you know and, it, and i did that i did it that way on purpose so i guess it is like a proper piece of trash art in that sense it's just like it's it's trash you know it's like it's a photo mosh potato that i stole from you in a sense and then i put a you know a burning thing on it and then, <laughs> and then we just like use the, the platform itself to sort of like make the art piece you know and like um yeah so I, I really like that one, you know. I mean, there's like I could talk forever about all these different pieces, like the, um, yeah. That one, I'll, I'll say that one. I'll say that's one of my favorites, other than the one I got banned in. Sorry. I uh, when I saw that you used the, the people's potato, which was already a piece of trash art, a photo moshed <laughs> <laughs> potato. You then re-photo moshed it with like other burning burning oil cans it was beautiful I mean, <laughs> yeah i loved it i still love it it's meant to be crap in a uh, sense you know because it's like because it's like it's also and that's something i think i've been thinking about a lot too is just like you know like how to create something where it's like the, just the the minimal thing create you know like the pot stuff is like I'm like okay i kind of get it like and that was i don't know i feel like that that was inevitable because it's sort of like it's almost like a little too obvious, but it's like, how do you do it? How do you do it where it's like interesting while still being maybe not about the scale, it's about being playing the game, you know? Let's talk trash art a little bit. We're coming up on a year, uh, bit almost when 
the whole uh the first time you got banned on on super rare uh along with rob ness and uh who was the other dude i can't remember his name right now um alex right that guy alex mm-hmm. i don't know it doesn't matter but um when you look back it's been a year from now it's been a long year lots of ups and downs uh anything in your mind sort of pop out and as you reflect back and, and say like um uh, look at the good that that trash art did yeah i, I mean i feel like um I mean, it's crazy to even think about this, like reading D. Klein's article about it, you know, I kind of like reading over it. It wasn't even my first time, but I like rereading it. I was kind of like, wow, like this is where this thing was kind of born from. And it's really fascinating because it like, it took on its own, it took on its own. Th- and I still, I'm like, what the heck is trash? And I actually think it's completely underappreciated still. Or, you know, it's like, it's gonna, it's probably gonna take some years for people to be like, oh wait, that was like a thing. And that was like a real thing. Cause I feel like it's still, it's still nebulous. Like, you know, I, I feel like if you ask what trash art is to any one of us that are aware of the movement or a part of the movement or that's spearheading the movement or whatever, it's like, we don't, we don't know what it is. We, like we'd have different, I think, and then we'd all kind of, I think, I feel like we'd call, kind of do this thing where we'd, we would like search for what the hell is it? Like, what do we, how do we even talk about it? Like, well, you know, cause it's like, and then everyone's answer would be so hilariously different, I think. And I think that's some of the power in it is just sort of like, what is this thing? What does it mean? It's kind of useless. It's kind of, it's kind of like irreverent. Cause it's not, it's not like, it's not about the craft or sort of the talent or whatever. And it's like, but it can be, you know, it's, yeah, it's just, it's like the, you know, it's the object at the end of time quality kind of thing where it's like, well, what is it, you know? <laughs> so I appreciate you doing the, like the trash art week. I think that's hilarious that the trash art week came together and it's like, and it's like, well, we're now paying homage to this thing that we don't quite know. Yeah, I agree. It is totally weird paying homage to it, but what I, what I, like, I feel like it doesn't get the respect uh, that it deserves in terms of influence, yeah. uh, especially with regard to Rarible. And I'm not gonna ask you about your opinions on 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 that, because uh, I wanna, because I have strong opinions and I don't really feel like getting pissed off and angry on this podcast <laughs> about Rarible. Okay. Uh, but, you know, I think that they, they uh, quietly moved away from trash art without ever acknowledging it and to me that that that's not fair uh, but let's not go there um i'm gonna keep this in in good spirits uh i'm gonna actually cut that piece out about my opinion on on rare <laughs> i kind of like it man i think you should keep it <laughs> you would yeah, you would say that wouldn't you <laughs> <laughs> well All right, don't, so, throw, don't throw it in the trash can i mean you can if you want but I'm yeah <laughs> Right now, uh, the plan is for this to launch the the day of, but before you, Robness, and Jimmy talk about or ref, you know begin to reflect mm-hmm. on the the year. Uh, do you have any anticipatory thoughts about that going into it? Um, no, I mean I I feel like I'm approaching it the same way that I approach everything, which is just sort of like. Well, I'm here, you know, and it's like fish out of water. Like I don't, I don't prepare, and it's just like it's just like my philosophy on how I live life. Like I don't really, you know, to my own detriment often, but it's like I don't really like prepare. I just sort of show up, um, and I just see where I go. So it's kind of like I'm like I haven't I haven't interacted with Jimmy in a long time, and I'm like I feel like it's like eons and and you know crypto art space time. Um, but you know I think we all are strong personalities in a sense. So whatever whatever that is, it's going to be. It's going to be cool, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of like, I don't try to predict the future that much. I just sort of roll into it awkwardly. Yeah, I'm not sure what to expect myself. I'm going to moderate it, which is really weird because I obviously align with the trash art end of the spectrum, you know, so I'm going to do my best to remain sort of objective and, you know, have 
uh, facilitate like a good conversation because I think people want to understand where this came from uh, and and sort of like what what the people were thinking at the time. And also, I think Jimmy's come around a little bit on sort of the trash art experience itself. I like the ethereal nature of it. I like that it's sort of it was organic. There was nothing contrived about right. the growth of this. You know, and, and right. that's sort of it's crypto art is like that in a way as well. Um, where do you see crypto art growing from here? You know, uh, do you see new platforms coming in? Do you, you know what what topics in crypto art have have uh, have your brain these days? Um, the, the hash mask thing was really interesting, mostly because I don't I don't really fuck with it. Like I, I don't really. You know, I'm just like, and that, I feel like this, like there's a, where this is heading is sort of like heading in these directions that I, I don't particularly like care for. And that's sort of, I'm just like, oh, you know, but, but I don't know, this may be like the nostalgic nature of like what it was, which I think was, I don't know, it was about, and like I said, I, I keep disclaiming, it's like, this is just my, you know, sort of view on it, but there's something it, it wasn't so much about like the spectacle and the numbers and the whatever. And I think there was like the possibility of that, which is always cool. And that still might come, you know, that it might still turn out that way for the long term of, um, you know, like early stuff or whatever um, being valued. Um, I don't know. I guess in, a, in like a larger sense, I just feel like it's like, the the things that used to be sort of like the crypto art was almost like an escape from, like is now like flowing, gushing into the space in these like ways that I just I'm just like, and you know we're like it's it's the stuff that I don't like about popularity contests and whatever, but at the same time I'm like you know I'm like I'm aware of it. Kind of like, yeah, I kind of want to be popular too, you know. So it's like, but the, um, I don't know, I feel like we're going through this wave and everyone's like getting excited. Everyone's getting excited about the like the Cuban and the soldier boy and the cash masks and things like this. And then they're like, and I got this for 16 minutes, 18, or like, and it's like, how many thousand percent, blah, 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 all this different stuff. Um, I'm still just kind of like along the ride, I'm like, wearable's not what it was. And I'm not, I'm not so much anti these things. It's just that, like, I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea what it's saying. Like, gas prices are kind of killing everything. You know, like, they're not killing, but they're, like, they're killing a lot of what it was about, you know, which was sort of, um, it didn't cost much to mint something and put it out there, even for, you know, if it was like trash or whatever. So like, I feel like it allowed for a lot more experimentation, um, which with, yeah, gassies now, it's like, it's, def it's definitely affecting the game. And, you know, is it gonna permanently transform it into where it's just like big money having sort of like pissing contests about like what they can spend on things that, are you know somewhat interesting i guess to some people um so i'm doing a panel i'm trying to oh i pulled together a panel of like these alt chain nft platforms uh -huh. and in the idea behind it was to sort of introduce artists to um other chains that they could use especially in times where there are high gas prices do you two questions one um do you play on alt chains at all and two, uh, if not, uh, why? Um, something I've, I've played a little bit with like Yas, Pix Gallery. Um, let's see, what, what else? I, I mean, I haven't like, I don't know, like Wax is there and Hive is there. Um, and I still haven't really like jumped chains. Because I like, I feel like there's, there's got to be more of, uh, I don't know. I feel like one is is this like weird thing of habit, right? It's sort of like 
not not sort of outright lock in, but just like what we know. And I just, you know, I'm kind of like, especially messing around with like Wombat and Eos and stuff like that. I'm kind of like, okay, this is sort of like a junky thing. So it's fairly centralized. Uh, you know, so I kind of like tried that. It was all right. Is it going to go anywhere long term? I don't really know. Um, it's, I mean, to me, the Ethereum ecosystem is pretty strong, even with its difficulties. So um, I do think it has a longevity to it. Um, I feel the same way. You know, I feel, I feel that uh, Ethereum is where the money is. Um, Ethereum is where the collectors are. Ethereum is where the most prestigious sure. NFT art platforms are. It's hard to, after being in it for two years for me, longer for you, I imagine looking at other chains and saying, well, you know, where are these, where are the collectors? You know, where, where's, so I think for established artists, it's, it's a, it's difficult to yeah. jump chain. But I think for newer artists, it might be a good opportunity to sort of experience what we experienced on Rarible, that freedom of minting for low, you know, low gas fees and mm -hmm. just experimenting and playing. Um, do you miss, do you miss the uh, experimentation aspect of crypto art at all? Oh, absolutely. I think that's the one, that's the, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was, and I feel like, there was a, uh, I liked that all these, I mean, I guess it was just so small, you know? So like, in a sense, everything was art and everything was still, it's hard to put into words, man. Uh, but I mean, I definitely like miss aspects of it. And I'm trying to sort of adapt and I'm having, I'm having just internally, I'm having a battle of just like, what do I even like want to do here? Or like, what do I, you know, how do I want to communicate? And that's probably been the hardest thing is just being like, okay, what is, what is, cause I don't, I don't just keep like doing the same stuff. I want to like actually make it interesting for myself, you know, and make the, make the artwork interesting. And, and um, so yeah, I mean, it's just like, a, and I feel like it's just like the, the growing pains of my own <laughs> I would agree with that. It's like, I, I, I had a bit of an existential crisis uh, a little bit ago uh, in the space. I was trying yeah. to figure out how I show up, uh, you know, which is what you, yeah. what you kind of touched on. And what I realized was I was missing uh, interpersonal connection because at the time that we sort of like were loosely hanging out as this trash art group crew whatever uh you know we were all like daily experimenting with each other dming each other you know i was missing that and my solution was to do things like this this podcast to create uh, a platform that i can get an hour hour and a half with people that i grew in the space with and want to continue talking to you know that's awesome and yeah. and like that's just one you know, one way for me to do that, you know, uh, also it's like, can I monetize this? Um, because, you know, having multiple streams of income as an artist is one way to keep yourself sustained as the market rises and falls. So I, that's mm -hmm. another thing I think about. Do you, do you also think about other streams of income uh, outside of art? And if so, what do you, what are you kind of exploring? No, you know, and that's kind of, I'm like, I, I don't, man, it's, and that's tough too, because it's kind of like, I'm at the mercy of this thing, but at the same time, I'm like, there, I, I don't know, like the child self in me or something was just like, no, we're not doing anything else. No, you know, and I don't really want to, because nothing else like draws me so much. And, you know, I mean, I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I like how you're handling it. You know, I think that's, that's really cool. And I, like, I did a, you know, a decline interview, like, a few days ago and, and it kind of felt like I was like oh yeah this is cool like it's talking to a human being about like things that I care about you know and I'm like 
that connection aspect, especially with like COVID and stuff, I feel like this has been sort of, you know, conditioned out of us, you know, which I think is, to me personally, it's very scary of like the, the consequences of that for humanity. Um, but, um, you know, we're doing the best we can with this kind of thing. And I, you know, I appreciate that like level of, hey, we're, like, we're just talking and like share it with the world. And then, you know, cause I mean, like, I guess it's it's always for me personally, it's like, there's this like pressure to be the avatar of like Max Cyrus or whatever. And I'm like, I did, you know, some interesting and sort of far out stuff and things. And, but I'm just kind of like, well, I just want to like, and it's weird because I'm like in this space too, where I kind of like, I'm just terrible at communicating with people, right? So I'm like, this works because it's kind of like, okay, well, we scheduled it, we talk, and that's cool. But it's like, other than that, I'm just like been hiding. It's like, no, no one, you know, in my own like little cave and stuff. And it's just, it's like, uh, that's where I'm at. You know, I guess I'm, and I'm trying to just be like with it. I'm just like, all right, that's nice. Sorry, it's sort of in a cave, you know, <laughs> doesn't mean talk to anybody. Because he's also had an existential crisis recently, which I feel like is probably something that's just going to happen, you know, too. Because, like, uh, you know, I, I kind of feel like I'm like a little bit of a canary in a coal mine for these kind of things. You know, I was like pretty early into crypto art and, and whatever. And I'm just kind of like, oh, this is what people have to look forward to. It's like this kind of thing. It's going to happen. It's like, all right, well, that's, you know, that might happen to you. You might have an existential crisis at a certain point especially you know after you like sell hundreds of pieces of art and then you become this thing and then people are like well who are you you know i'm like i don't know so i know i'm so mindful uh maybe too much uh, to my own detriment of of the avatar second realm of eric where eric fits mm -hmm. in this like i have two therapists uh to deal with this shit, you know and i'm on meds Damn. when i look back i think you know, it's easier to be anxious and depressed uh, or, or struggle with that, knowing I'm for the first time making choices for myself that are about me, where in the past I kind of felt caged. Uh, I think you you shook your cage, it seemed like, a long time ago. Uh, is that an accurate representation or do you think that you're still sort of like caged a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, you know, despite all the rage, I'm still just rattling with the cage, right? Like, I, I mean, there's, there's something to that. Like, I feel like, I mean, maybe that's just like the, the, the flow of life is that we all are like born caged in, in certain ways and then we like shake them and then we accidentally slip into other cages and then we shake them and, you know, and that's just sort of the infinite, <laughs> the infinite progression of humanity. <laughs> There's like a moment of like laughing about it if you, if you have a little bit of Buddha nature in you, I guess, if you realize it. But it's like, yeah, and, you know, we take these things seriously. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, I think that's the, the, the great like part of the cosmic giggle is just like, hey, look, I'm free. Oh, shit, I'm in another cage. Okay. Hey, look, I'm free. Oh, shit, no, I can't, you know. You know, I, th I think that's true. Uh, when I look back, yeah, I, I think we just have, uh, we find ourselves in, in new cages i didn't think about it like that until you said it but it's sort of like you know you 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 escape one cage you have this freedom and then people start whoever you're around start putting you in this box or you put yourself in a box sort of like defining what this cage means and then all of a sudden you turn around and you're the caged bird again right and it's like <laughs> Oh, fuck. You know, I gotta get out of this. <laughs> this next time it'll surely work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh wow. So um I don't have I don't have any more questions. I don't want to keep you longer, but uh is there any uh, any other things you want to touch on to make sure that we you know hit on in this podcast? Um man, I mean Probably, I mean, I'm just, I'm like, you put me into that like loop of trying to look for something that doesn't quite exist right there. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna. It's like an error mode. You just put me into error mode. I'm like there. <laughs> yeah, if it, look, if there was something there, it would have showed up. That's that's how. I mean, I mean, I would say, I would, I would definitely say, you know, don't discount saucy nuds. I, I know you haven't heard about them in a while. <laughs> it's still. It's still they're still saucy and 
I mean, and that's one of the things I've been trying to figure out what to do with, man. I'm just like, this, this saucing that thing, it took its own twists and turns. And it was like, and I'm still trying to piece together exactly what happened, the history of it and stuff. But it was really cool. And it was really, it was kind of like the trash art movement in the sense of like, it, it rose up sort of organically. And, you know, people were like interpreting it the way they wanted it to and stuff. And it was just this fun, fun thing, you know. And, um, you know, and then and then it wasn't. And but it, but like the nature of it is still to like really just like what is it? It's kind of yeah. It's like trash jars. Like what is sauciness? I don't even I don't know. Like what is it to you? And then it's like, and I think that's one of the things I really like about I really love about like the trash art movement. It's just so nebulous. It's so nebulous. No one owns it, and people who try to talk intelligently about it sound like idiots because it's not that at all. You know. And <laughs> And it's kind of like, yeah, it's 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 a it's a rare thing, and um, you know, and it's kind of like something that's like it, it doesn't actually necessarily it doesn't quite really have value. And I think secretly, I, I do hope it has value. Actually, I, I hope like, and there was an, a wave of it where I think Sats Satsmoon started collecting it because he started to realize like, well, this is a thing, you know. And he was, and there was like, I think Collins was trying to like guide him through that like murky field of like what is relevant in this field <laughs> which is its own thing um but i don't know i guess maybe eventually it'll get co-opted by you know something just kind of like <laughs> and, right <laughs> and, uh, somebody will be they'll, they'll win the the idea you know their idea of minds and their marketing pressure and whatever maybe we'll you know and then maybe like mcdonald's will have like you know get your trash cart happy meal you know in five years and then we'll be like well i remember when it was cool <laughs> yeah you bring up just... a that's so funny because colin was just talking about the same thing i i, I had a, a podcast with him yesterday and he said the same thing uh he was like you know i predicted in six months that mcdonald's would be telling us to scan a barcode for your nft he goes i think we're about 18 months away from that now but I think it's coming. And, you know, I think what Top Shots did uh, was sort of like take out the name NFT and just make digital collectible mm -hmm. cool. And I think that that's what's going to happen. You know, I think that the people will understand digital collectible and the NFT will be just the technology under it that we know because that's what we came up in this space with. But I think, you know, the general public is probably going to sort of like just understand digital collectible, you know. Um, I got one more question for you. Yeah. Uh, if you're a new artist coming into the space and you have one piece of advice for them based on your learnings over, over your experience, what would that be? Man, that's so hard not to sound like cliche. It's something like be yourself, you know. Um, <laughs> um, although I will be cliche and just say like stand out, but like stand out in something unique. And I feel like, you know, um, like Makavidi's sort of like geometric paintings or something like where. And I think that's one of my pet peeves about the space is like people make copies of copies of things they've seen. And in a sense, like that's kind of how things evolve too. So, so I kind of get it. Um, man, um, I mean, I'm, I'm not even sure this works, right? But I would, I would wager to guess that the, the way to go about it is to find things that like you, like you really vibe with and the people who create them and like attempt to like i'm terrible at relationships right now just straight up covid has got me like super bug out and but it's like but if you can like form and that's one of the things like with me and robness is like yeah we you know we, we were like top sales variable for a while and like you know blah 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 all these different things but like the thing that really connects us and we still talk a lot is is just like there's we just like share this thing in common which is well, it's a lot of things really, but it's like, we understand each other, you know, and it's kind of like in the forming relationships in the space with people who's like, who you vibe with, I guess, you know, like I sound like a Cali hippie right now, but it's like, that's just what it is, you know, and just like vibe with, man, I have like no advice for anybody, honestly, like I still to myself, I try to like, I'm like, if I was to give myself advice, I'd be like, what are you even talking about? 
So, that's um, perfect. <laughs> but I, yeah, what are you even talking about? I don't know. Go do a thing. You know, that's that's good. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Uh, I've been waiting a long time to sort of have a good one-on-one conversation with you, and I'm glad we got to do it. Thanks, man. Likewise. Um, we'll see where this all goes, you know.